You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final segment for the day for us on Stadium. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now and you'd like to check out the final hour, power hour of the show, would be strongly recommended because... We'll continue talking NFL awards. We'll likely do comeback player of the year and coach of the year to start next hour. Uh, We'll also give you all our bets for tonight. That'll be for the second of the NBA Cup semis later tonight with the Lakers and the Pelicans. By the way, great first quarter for the under. Not trying to jinx it, but hopefully we can keep this rolling. Bucks up 29-27 after one quarter in Vegas in the Eastern Conference portion of the NBA Cup semifinals. So we'll give you our NBA bets. We'll give you bets of steel tonight on a busy slate in the National Hockey League. Tyler Morales going to give us college basketball bets which if you want to like you want to bet some college hoops good luck and godspeed and then side total and props thursday night football with the steelers and the patriots but for now we'll continue our conversation on nfl awards jake bring the music up please and ken let's go to defensive player of the year where at our show sponsor BetMGM, it's a three-man race and it's the same three guys we've been talking about for a couple months now and it's micah parsons miles garrett and tj watt one, two, three. That th- those are those are the prices. Three Micah edges. Parsons is even money. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Micah Parsons even money. Miles Garrett plus two hundred. T.J. Watt, who plays tonight, obviously against Bailey Slappy and the Patriots. T.J. Watt at three to one. I'll just I'll give a couple names and other prices. Deron Bland. It's like really funny to me. Just got like absolutely nuked last Thursday night on national television. Also had an interception in the game. Didn't return it for a touchdown though. Bland is the fourth choice at sixteen to one. And Josh Allen of the Jaguars, who once, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but he once sacked uh, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. Uh, Jaguars oh, passed for Josh, Josh Allen, Allen. parlay. <laughs> Josh Allen MVP with Josh Allen Defensive Player of the Year, just for the content. I I, I don't understand how. Like, BetMGM needs to offer that. And then they'll make a lot of money because yeah, the bet won't win. They will. <laughs> Josh Allen, 20-1 to 1 for the Jaguars. And then Nick Bosa, Max Crosby, Daniil Hunter, and Chris Jones, all at 40-1. to 1. Uh, I probably could have stopped after the first three, but figured I'd give some more context. Ken, thoughts on Defensive Player of the Year ahead of Thursday Night Football? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, consuming all the content that's out there this week, so much written about a lot of awards. Defensive Player of the Year uh, mentioned a bunch of times. Just it's we're we're transitioning from and you can tell based on the first hour of the show, we're transitioning from like guessing to like learning. Like it's we're transitioning from like me in my office trying to figure out what I think people are going to do to just actually casting a net and seeing what people are actually going to do. Like, what are they talking about? What are they saying? It's like the time for me guessing is over. Uh, basically, like this week is the transition week to the last quarter of the season. And that's when it's really like I don't think anymore. I just listen and bet, basically. And we'll start to have some really good polling that'll come out. Tom Pellicero usually does a poll with the NFL general managers that comes out at some point in the final three. Usually, I think it came out week 15 last season, uh, which would be next week. And that was our first tip off that Nick Bosa was very likely to win defensive player of the year over Micah Parsons. Bosa received basically every vote 
uh, in that poll and the market shifted very dramatically uh, about 12 hours after that poll was released. When you listen to the conversation about Defensive Player of the Year this year, uh, I think very predictably and rightly, uh, it's about the three edge rushers that, that Nick mentioned when he when he gave you the odds, and I would not consider any other players. I don't think it's worth talking about any other players this week. It's just not very interesting. Uh, I think with the three edges, the problem, like I think there is a fun, nuanced discussion to have, and we can do it for a few minutes. I think the problem, though, is like let's say you're able to kind of to to crack this open to like really solve this and figure out what you want to do based on whatever, a number of criteria. The problem is like the reward that awaits you is so small. Like the pricing on all three has always been insanely low. Even if you got it right and nailed it, there's not a lot going on here from a winning standpoint. Like, like great, like, oh man, like Micah Parsons, like I had it, no one else had it. Well, what'd you get him at? Even money, neat. You know, like, like what, a, what a great thing. It just, it's hard to like build this giant position on this, in this market right now, when really all three players still have a case to win. Uh, I'll just, I'll tell you a couple things about the market I think are interesting. Parsons uh, was lowered in terms of his price. He became more likely to win in the market this past week. Miles Garrett uh, played with an injury and was not particularly impactful. Uh, and TJ Watt got held on every play and then complained that the league was out to get him basically uh and it's created statistically sort of a still a three-man race any of the three could lead in sacks um they're always separated by a couple right now it's all still very up in the air from like a statistical standpoint but i think the idea was well the steelers lost and you know like the browns aren't playing very well down this road and the cowboys are winning so the team's success makes parsons more likely to win it's like a it's a reasonable approach I think it's possible the Steelers and Browns lose a lot of games down the stretch. And if Parsons plays for the only defense that's like over 500 that has a good candidate, then then he might win. It's a little early to think that. And the, just the, the perception that I get from the stuff that I read, I actually would argue, I think the one thing I feel very confident in saying is Parsons is behind and maybe way behind right now. I actually, that's just the sense that I get from what I read and people that media that talk about the award, how they're thinking right now. Uh, and I, the idea is going to be pretty easy to understand. Statistically, he's not ahead of the other two. There's that's That's just something you can look up on your computer. And then the perception is that the Cowboys are succeeding through the offense and Dak Prescott and the defense but also Dak Prescott in the offense and he might win most valuable player. And the perception of the other two teams, the Steelers and Browns, is they're essentially winning in spite of their offense because their edge rushers are such dominant, impactful players. That's an easy case to make. So I kind of think in order for Parsons to win, you need both the other guys to do nothing. I think he wins, he wins like process of elimination. What if the Steelers don't make the playoffs? What if the Browns don't make the playoffs? Okay, it's Micah Parsons. Like that's how I see him winning. That's not an even money kind of a case to make. So I know his price dropped. I like totally disagreed with that. I like it makes no sense to me. I do not think he became more likely to win as a result of what happened last week. If you want to bet the other two, you take a risk either way. Uh, I think if Garrett, if all three play the same the rest of the season, have about the same number of sacks, make about the same number of impactful plays, I think Garrett wins. I think he wins very easily. Um, he was very ahead at the midway point, and he would basically have just like maintained that lead in the minds of voters throughout. And he hasn't won this award before, and Watt has, and I actually think that might end up mattering if they're in a, a close situation that Garrett hasn't won one before. Um, the it just you know again if okay, so like what do we do? There just isn't a lot to do. Like the best price is what? I think he should be a little lower than this, but like we're really, it's like semantics. He's like a three that should be 240 or like a three that should be 220. Like there's no question. Also, 
he is the price that's most likely to drop because perhaps you heard he's playing the Patriots tonight at home. He also gets the Bengals in a couple weeks. Like he can have a three week stretch here where he has big numbers. Micah Parsons, for what it's worth, like, yeah, he can get sacks against anybody because he's awesome. Philadelphia offensive line, Buffalo offensive line, Detroit offensive line. Like, there's not a lot going on here for like eight sack performance, like big plays. Like, this is not who you want to play when you're going to do that. The only game, the only team missing is the Chiefs, basically, from that. And like, you would have like the trifecta or whatever of, of teams you wouldn't want to try to rush the passer against and get sacks. So, like, I do think like there is some value on Watt and maybe a little on Garrett, and you're basically playing the two of them to play no on Parsons. I do think that's like an okay approach. The problem is just like, it just doesn't pay great. And like, I think there's, I think it's valuable. Like it's a bet that should be priced differently, but okay. Like, and then in two and a half months, what are you getting out of that? And like, is it worth it? So again, like, I think it's a fun market to try to dissect and I do have an opinion on it. I just don't think there's like a ton of money to be made here and Garrett or Watt can win. And I, I really have no idea who's going to win between the two of them. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Thursday talking NFL awards. Now, if you want to check out the final hour of the show, featuring all our bets for tonight in about 10 minutes, flip on over to twitch.tv backslash BetQL If you're watching us right now on stadium, Ken, let's move to defensive rookie of the year. We still got to hit coach and come back. Absolutely. Can't wait for those conversations. Uh, and I think you and I are kind of simpatico on this particular market. Jalen Carter of the Eagles remains the favorite. Also, he was like crying on the sideline with Nick Sirianni during the game when they got slammed by the Niners. Anyway, Jalen Carter minus 200 Devin Witherspoon of the Seahawks. Who's awesome. Also, like, defense kind of gets blown up. Witherspoon plus 325 and hashtag our guy, Will Anderson of the Texans, Ken, plus 350. I have chosen to draw the line here and not mention anybody else. Thoughts on defensive rookie of the year to wrap up our number three on this Thursday. Yeah, one of the biggest price drops we saw in any award market this past week, maybe the biggest, um, was Will Anderson's price dropping throughout the game against the Broncos. And then after the fact, and then when the markets all reopened late Sunday night and early Monday, uh, he was bet down even further to win this award. Uh, and I totally agree with that. And I have a, now a very large, because I had, we did bet $0 into this. We were waiting and waiting and maybe nothing was going to happen. Maybe there wasn't like a an alluring candidate that was going to emerge to challenge Let's be honest, some pretty vulnerable favorites with Jalen Carter and Devin Witherspoon. Great players. I think we're all very excited about their potential, but their statistical accomplishments this year are almost nil. I mean, they really haven't done a lot from a statistical standpoint. Like Watt, Parsons, Garrett, he's got 10 sacks, 11 sacks. Like these guys are making hay. That's why the other guys can't catch them. These Jalen Carter, like, and has a sack in like six weeks. And the guy's like, great, he's occupying double teams. Not a measurable statistic voters tend to value when they vote for this award. So, like, yeah, he can win. And it would be completely on reputation. Some people think he should be an all pro this year. He's been very impactful. Like I'm, this is not, is he a good player? Yes, no, that's not what this is. I think if voters are faced with a choice between Carter and someone who could very, very much outpace him statistically in sacks, which would be Anderson. I think if they are faced with that choice, they will choose Anderson. And I can be wrong about, I don't have to be right about that, by the way. They could pick Carter anyway and say, well, he's like Aaron Donald. Who cares how many sacks Will Anderson has? They could do that. They could definitely do that. But buying Anderson, other people, me, why we did that at 10 to 1, 9 to 1, 8 to why we were doing that is that like this is the challenger to Carter. It's unlikely Witherspoon is going to have raw stats that can challenge Anderson. Like he's going to have to get a lot of picks. He's going to have to make a lot of impactful plays. Like everybody still remembers the defensive touchdown on Monday Night Football like nine weeks ago. Like that's all we remember from a stat standpoint with this Do guy. Do people I think remember it's very that? unlikely he wins. I'd argue people I, don't remember I, it. 
I remember. Um, I, I remember it. Whatever. But I like, mean, but we if you were make his case, we remember it for sure. When you make his case, that's the first play that you mention. It happened in September. I mean, it's like forever ago. So just, I think he is much less likely to win than Anderson. It's worth noting two things. Anderson already already has more sacks than Jalen Carter. Already, right at this exact moment, he's ahead in sacks. That's not saying he's ahead in voting, but he's ahead in sacks. So like, we're already there in terms of trying to make the case for him as a challenger. It's also worth noting, like it's tough to project Carter because he like is part of a big rotation and it's the Eagles. They could get pressure on anybody. Like it's not like, well, against this offensive line, he doesn't play every snap. It's tough to project him. Anderson plays a lot. He plays edge. Here's what the Texans got coming up. Here's the Jets with Zach Wilson. Here's the Titans twice with Will Levis. Here's the Browns with their beat up offensive line and the Colts in the last week of the Anderson's gonna get more sacks. Like this is like almost a certainty. Uh, love him, would actually still bet him down. Not as much value now, but still really like him. If you're watching on Stadium, now's the time. Head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour of the Power Hour featuring all our bets for tonight. And we'll talk comeback player and coach of the year in the NFL.